0: welcome everyone to the steve perryman podcast um we've got howard back off loan uh, after his short loan spell away from us
1: so welcome howard thank you good to be back
0: yeah good man and we've got tom in the uh control tower these two are my um what do I call them? My partners in crime with regard to this uh, podcast. So looking forward to us three getting back together again. And we've got a fourth man, our special guest. Um, he's been more than that to me. He's been a great friend and a colleague over the years uh, since we met while playing for England under 23. It's too many years ago to, to even try and remember. He has a story to tell, and I've been lucky enough to be part of that story uh, at different times when our careers have crossed. So a huge welcome to Mr. Peter Taylor. How are you, Peter?
2: Uh, very well, thank you, Stephen. Mate. And um, it's nice to... Uh it's not where well, i've got great memories of um of knowing you and working with you and uh and i can honestly say i can only say good things about you and even to the point of the under 23 game against portugal when you got sent off i defended you for my life about everything and then you said to me later that you probably should have been sent off so, and i yeah. thought it was a bad decision
0: <laughs> <laughs> that feels like i did it sneakily
2: yeah it might have been.
0: OK, so um, rather than I've got this impressive CV in front of me, and I'm, I believe that our listeners will really um, be surprised and have forgotten some of what you've done, what you've achieved back in the day, Peter. So uh, let's let's go into the questions, and then um, all this stuff will come out. So, Peter, from your memory,
2: when was the very first time we met? Um, I would have said... With an under, well, no. The first time we met would have been at Tottenham's, because uh, I was a young schoolboy at Tottenham. Um, everywhere uh, I, I trialed at uh, Crystal Palace, I trialed at Southend, and I trialed at Tottenham Hotspurs as a schoolboy. Uh, unfortunately, turned down by everybody. Um, just probably just felt maybe not not good enough. So the first time I would have met you would have been, I think, at Tottenham's training ground. Um, and I, what I can remember is the trial game that I had uh, was uh, a, a, a game against the Tottenham under-18 team or whatever age group it was. So I'm playing for the Trialist eleven, uh, and I'm playing in midfield uh, against yourself and Graham Suness. So um, forgive me for not touching the ball that afternoon. And uh, that's probably why I didn't get the tick in the box for, to go further. But uh, did, I felt it was a harsh trial. Did we touch you? Well, well, I'm still around, so you couldn't <laughs> have, you couldn't have caught me at the right time. So, um, but no, as I say, I, I thought um, as much as uh, I enjoyed the experience. I, I think that uh, for us to to or us as a trialist team to go and play a strong Tottenham team uh, in a trial game would have been. I think I think your scouts at that particular time would have to know what they're doing in the respect because they've got to take into account you wouldn't have got so much of the ball and, and what a test a, a player would have been if you had the ball. So you were a winger at that time, but they played you in midfield? I'm sure I played midfield. And uh, yeah, so I, I think at that time, I would have been either a left midfield player. Uh, my career was always on the right-hand side, a left footer coming inside. Uh, mm. But as a trialist and as a younger player, there's been loads of times I'd have played on the left. It was only in the end when I probably made up my mind I felt more comfortable on the other side that I you know, was determined to play there. So I would have let any manager that I had at that time uh, know that I prefer playing on the other side. Peter, I've got some
0: good news for you. Go on. You played in midfield against me and Suness. If you'd have played on the wing, you'd have played against Phil Holder. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what was the biggest test. I got. To well, say. exactly. You know,
2: I know what Phil's capable of as well, and um, you know what what a good footballer he was, and um, and um, yeah. So, I, and I know that if he lost his temper a little bit, that it was it was one that uh, some of his timings would have been not right as well.
0: Absolutely. So we then follow on. I'm talking about our history together. So eventually, you signed for Palace, yeah. Yeah, yeah South End. Which club first?
2: So South End first. South End as a schoolboy. So believe it or not, I played uh, for, uh, for a local team called Canvey Island, who are who are strong Canvey Islanders who've got a great team spirit. Um, teams wouldn't want to go there, so it was it was good to go and play for them. I, I played for them because the manager of the team was a, a district school uh, school teacher, and he looked after the team. So that's how he got to know me. Uh, I lived about 10 miles away from Canvey uh, and then played for Canvey for a long time played against South End we would beat South End 6-0 believe it or not and we were Canvey Island and they were South United's youth team uh, eventually wow. I played in one game where we scored a ridiculous amount of goals and I mean something like 28 um, not convinced I scored a goal but the South End manager at that time was a man called Ernie Shepherd who's a very respected man yeah. Uh, he was watching the game. Um, he got hold of me after the game uh, and asked me to come and sign the next day, which I did, which was, which was a day before my 17th birthday. And uh, and I think if I hadn't assigned then, it would have been difficult at that time to, to, to whether they would have given you a pro form straight away. They wanted yeah. me as an apprentice first. So I was an apprentice for one year.
0: Yeah, so I then met you the second time when we played for the under-23s together, I yeah. believe it was at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Do you remember who that was against?
2: Uh, we played Portugal twice and Czechoslovakia twice. Okay. So the first game, I think, was Czechoslovakia at home, okay. uh, I think, it, or the other way around. It's either Portugal at home or Czechoslovakia at home. So, uh, where, um, yeah, I know, I know that we, we won the game. I know I was fortunate to score in all those games, all four games I scored. And that first game that I'd have played with you, uh, I scored after about a minute with my head,
0: <laughs> which is unusual. P. Hey, that's that's too tall a story. I'm not. I know. That one.
2: I know. It's amazing. But David Johnson, remember the centre forward yeah. that played for Everton Liverpool. or Liverpool and uh, yeah. and an Ipswich. Uh, he and an overhead kick that that was just going wide, and it just dropped to me. I was there. I was I was about a yard off, off the line. Easy.
0: And you played for the under 23s while you were at South End, or no, one, no, only when you'd Palace? To Palace. Yeah. And yeah. who
2: signed you for Palace? So Malcolm Allison signed me for Palace. Um, you can imagine I'm uh, I'm playing for South End, but I still wasn't a regular. I was always the one that seemed to be left out of the team, uh, and it was getting a little bit frustrating. Then out of the blue, I get a phone call from the manager to say Crystal Palace I want to talk to you. Uh, I go to meet Crystal Palace, to go to meet Malcolm and Malcolm at that time was always on the big match. Uh, so he was a massive character. So I was slightly nervous on, on, on meeting him, but looking forward to it. Uh, I walk into his office to meet him and he said, this is the sixth time I've tried to sign you. So I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. He said, I tried to sign you four times at Manchester City. He said, and I've, tried it. I've been on the phone twice now to Southend to get you here. Uh, he said, thankfully, uh, we're now successful. Remember, he said to me, how much uh, How much are you on? And I said to him, £40 a week, which I think I was at the time. And uh, he said, right, well, I'll give you £100 a week and £40 a point and, uh, and all that. And uh, so I, I thought, I'm, I'm the richest man in the world. I just couldn't believe my luck. But But from day one, Malcolm made me feel... Uh, a very, very good player. When I come out of his office, I was always felt as though I was better one than I went in his office. So uh, yeah. I, I loved him to bits. Brilliant.
0: So we move on from there. You'll get questioned about the the Malcolm bit later on, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Excuse um, me one sec. Yep.
0: We move on. And then um, having played together for the under-23s, Keith Birkinshaw now talks to me as captain and says that I've got a chance of bringing Peter Taylor here. Um I'm not sure he mentioned about Jimmy neighbor going to Norwich to make way for you, but that's what eventually happened. So um, I trained in the morning at Tottenham Cheshunt, and then I had to wait on and train again in the afternoon because you were joining and he wanted someone to be there that you knew. So um, I always tell the story that you did a finishing practice and by Christ, you, you hit the top corner almost every time. I thought, what is this we've got? So, um, so yeah. So, any, any thoughts about when you joined us?
2: Um, well, again, um, you know, again, it was a, it was a, a beautiful move for me. Even though I had lots of great memories at Palace, because you know, for three years it went well for Palace. It didn't go well for the team winning enough matches and getting promotion. Uh, but it, it was it was a good time to be at Palace because Malcolm produced a good footballing and exciting team. All of a sudden, I actually think at that time, Steve, I'm going to Leeds because Trevor Cherry uh, was also in the senior uh, England squad where eventually I got into. And he let me know that uh, Leeds United wanted me and everything. So I'm thinking I'm leaving. So uh, my wife and I, we we sold our house. We were convinced we were going to Leeds. But then, it, then it didn't happen. Then it all all went off, and uh, so then I'm staying at Crystal Palace, which is fine anyway. Uh, but then we had to then rent a flat in in Sutton, in near Croydon, and uh, then all of a sudden I got the phone call to say uh, this is from Terry Venables then, who's then the, the manager of, uh, of Palace. Um, I got a phone call to say Tottenham want to speak to you. Uh, can you get yourself over to Tottenham? Well. I'm a Tottenham supporter, so I couldn't believe my luck. And we're over the moon because then we also know we're going to be going back over the water again. For, um, and then we'll be slightly closer to home. And I'm playing in the top division. So it was, a, it was a tremendous phone call.
0: Sure. So then, as time went on, we played together. You eventually moved on. Um, we both finished our careers. I went into management. I think you were managing at the... At lower level Peter and yeah, then Enfield, I, yeah. I took you as my assistant manager at Watford with Jack yeah. Petchy as the manager as the yeah. as the chairman sorry yeah so was that an enjoyable experience for you
2: yeah again it was a that was a big decision for me that Steve because all of my all of me wanted to be alongside you as an assistant uh, but at that particular time I'm working for Enfield which was a very very good non-league team Uh, And I've got a job with Standard Life Assurance Company, so so financially I'm quite I'm doing okay. So all of a sudden, for me to go to Watford as an assistant manager, I would have to take half a drop of half of my money to be that to be assistant manager. It's something that I wanted to do, and my wife Jenny, she knew I wanted to do it, Uh, so I got full backing from from the family to go and do it, and um, and. It's funny that that you all of a sudden you look at a CV that you've, you've done over the years, and I, and I know that we've been talking about mine recently, uh, and it's funny that I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed at myself, really, that the first bit on that CV should have been my two years at Watford because those two years at Watford, I'm working with you, you're working with a brilliant chairman in Jack Petchy, and he wanted you to do certain things, and there were certain times... Uh, with you that that Jack wanted doing certain things that uh, allowed me to be on that training pitch at times on my own. Or you Absolutely. you to me, "Go and get on with it, whatever." Well, those two years for me to have that experience of two years working working with players that needed help as well. To be fair, didn't they? We we knew they sure. weren't the best players at Watford, but but they were good lads and, and, and to to uh, enjoy being with every morning. So that two years for me was probably the best two years because, God, did I learn a, a load of stuff there. And, um, and and I'm sure that helped me as a coach. I know that it must've done because mm. now all of a sudden I'm working out. You you very kindly said to me, get on with it, do, do the sessions, whatever. And there'd have been certain days where you've done whatever sessions you wanted. Uh, but there's lots of managers out there that have assistant managers that that, that plan everything. Well, in that in that, that side of it, I I done a lot of that, and it was good for my good for the future.
0: Yeah, Peter. So we're going to backtrack a bit. Howard's going to take over this and ask you. We're going to delve into your Tottenham career, if you don't mind. No and uh, go on, Howard. Off you go.
1: So you went from Palace to Tottenham. Yeah. And was that leaving Malcolm Allison behind?
2: Uh, yeah, that was that, that was difficult uh, because um, I absolutely adored him, you know, and even to the point that we got relegated. Uh, I remember we got relegated my first season there um, at Cardiff, Cardiff away. We drew the match, but it meant we got relegated. And I cried my eyes out, but I was only crying because it was Malcolm, because I was so mm. disappointed for him because I thought he was a brilliant coach, uh, he, he enjoyed working with me and, and, of course, I respected that and I, I enjoyed that. Um, so I was gutted for him. Um, but That was the first year. The second year, um, we, he built another good team. He, you know, we were in a lower division then uh, and it was very enjoyable to play for. We then had a fantastic year, 75-76, and we nearly got to the cup final. Um, and everything about playing for Malcolm was brilliant. But I just felt as though my football, if I had the opportunity to go and play in the top division, I mustn't turn it down. And uh, so to get the call from Tottenham, Tottenham helped the situation. As I say, I knew I, I could have gone to Leeds. I thought I was going to go to, to Leeds, who were also in the top division at that time. So, um, so I think my football side of it said that I've got to get in the top division to test myself even more.
1: And during your time at Tottenham, you, were, you got four caps for England? Uh,
2: at Palace. That, that was the difference. It was amazing. Yeah. I got my four caps as a third-division player. Uh, and as soon as I then went to Tottenham, for some reason, I never got uh, another cap. Um, and, and OK, to be fair, I don't think I played... I personally don't think I played that well for England, uh, even though I scored. I scored... Every time I played for the under-23s, I scored. Uh, and every time my first two games for the senior team, I scored. Um, but I don't think I played particularly well in open play to deserve another call. Um, I think I was getting there eventually when I, once I'd gone to Tottenham. Uh, eventually, once I was there for a slight, certain time, I felt as though I started to play better. And I was getting closer and closer, I think, for a recall, but it never happened.
1: I remember that, that, that those two years very clearly. Um, when we went down and we came back, and you were, you were at one point really just bombing down the wing and putting over some great crosses that our strikers probably weren't up to. But, um,
0: you took part in the nine nil victory over Bristol Rovers, Pete, didn't you? Pardon, you took part in the nine zero, yeah, yeah, win.
2: yeah. yeah so, I, um.
0: You must have supplied some crosses there for Colin Lee oh, to score no, four goals. Was a,
2: it was funny. The, the nice thing about that game, Steve, is that I always talk to, to wide players that uh, that certain clubs I've been at, and I always talk to them about if the ball's not coming to you dead straight, you know you never have to touch it. You can let it go for yourself. And I remember the the goal that um, I think either uh, Ian Moores or Colin Lee got their third goal I think or whatever Uh, but it was a ball where the ball was played to me I think from Glenn uh, where it was going towards the touchline but I knew it wasn't going out uh, and I let it go through my legs for myself and span let it go and I spin and and of course you know you've got half a chance because the the fullback which at that time was Tony Taylor was an uh, ex-teammate at Crystal Palace um, so for for two seconds he's not even going to think about it. He's thinking he's gonna come through and, and, and either get the ball or the ball's not gonna be there. And um yeah, and I remember the, the cross there just it was a case of just leave it in there and um somebody touched it in, so it was either either Colin or, or Ian. But um but no, that was um that was a wonderful day for us, wasn't it? You know, I think we yeah. showed what an attacking team we were. Colin Lee's debut scored four goals on his debut. So you're pleased for Keith that uh, that the signings. That, that sign is a good one. Ian Moores gets three. I think Glenn gets one. Um, yeah, so it was a, it was a tremendous day.
1: Mm. Remember the Sunday morning first thing? I walked down to the newsagent and bought every favourite paper there was. <laughs> 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 it was nice.
2: It was funny. I speak to Tony Pulis, you know, the uh, people would have known, would of course, know Tony very mm. well. Um, he, he always has a chuckle about that game. I don't think he actually played that game, but he was at Bristol Rovers. But he said to me, Peter said I'm telling you, Tony Taylor said, you leave that Peter Taylor to me. He said. <laughs> so he, apparently he got ribbed left, right and centre for his teammates. So uh, that was a nice one.
1: So um, you played, I think, almost all the matches in our second division, year.
2: Yes, I, I think I might have missed... Um, yeah, I, I think it might have been all... If not, I might have missed one, And uh, yes. which I was reading Stevie's book, and uh, which I didn't realise until I looked at the book there that, that I'd played so many games in that year, which again was, you know, it was, it was great to, uh, great to play in um, especially at home because we were, we were all, we always outplayed everybody at, at home, whether we always won the game was different, uh, but we always outplayed people and, uh, and we sent bodies forward. We didn't worry about having enough bodies at the back. We We sent them forward to give ourselves a good percentage chance of scoring
1: a goal. So you were there at Tottenham in '78 when we got promoted, and you, yep. you must you must have taken part in the excitement when Ricky and Ozzy arrived.
2: Yes, yeah, I think um, you know. Of course, in '78 we are watching the the World Cup, uh, and then all of a sudden you see two of the best players, and especially Ozzy was a he was the most consistent player for Argentina. All of a sudden he's going to be a teammate, and you you can't believe it, and uh, so. What great signings they were at that time, you know. Okay, we know now. You don't even think about it that there's somebody coming from Argentina to play, but at that time that was a big gamble, and uh, and, and it was a tremendous gamble that paid off for Keith. And uh, uh, so it was great for the football side of it, and great for the club, and great for the for publicity.
1: And a lot, lot more competition for places.
2: Yeah, it was. It was of course it was harder. You know. so Ricky would have been hard work for me to to get in front of uh, because Ricky was a, he weren't a wide player as such, but he was a strong player that could play wide. He could beat people. He was a, he was a a bit like a a Jack Grealish in the respect that he wouldn't beat them without an outpace, but he'd beat them with with real ability, but he would also get a goal. And um, so he was, but he was a little bit hit hit and miss uh, Ricky at times. He wasn't as consistent. Where Aussie was, you know, one of the best players you could you could ever play with, and um, you know, you th- you. Th- I don't. Th- I didn't think about it then, but now I think about his intelligence, the way that he used to back people up. They know he's going to pick up the second ball, and the way that he used to get the ball and run at them with such pace to say to them, Go on, you touch me because I'm going over," um, so they couldn't. They had to be very very careful. Peter, sorry, Howard, let me butt in. Do you remember
0: um, they came for the photo day? Yeah. They flew yeah. in, photo day, and then went back for more rest because they'd played a the World Cup. Do you remember the next time we met them? In
2: Holland. Yeah. It was in, yeah. So that was, that, that was in Holland, and we were in a three, three, a three man room. And I I I I was with them and all they wanted to know was the English swear words. So I won't I won't use them. <laughs> but so so I said to them, all they kept saying to me was, What is this and what is that? And how do you say this and how do you say that? And I said to them, You've come into the right room because I'll be able to help you. <laughs> <laughs> but they were funny. They were really, really funny. And uh, but it was just exciting for, for everybody.
0: Great characters, weren't they?
2: Great characters, and and the nice thing about it, again, you know, you, you look at it now and you, unfortunately now we're, we're too old and we don't play anymore. So it meant but we, but we had good careers. But the, the thing I think about Aussie especially, and I think Aussie's still like it now, that he wanted to enjoy himself. You know, and um, he, he, you know, as much as it was serious, of course, a result was serious, a pass was serious, a tackle was serious. But Aussie just gave me the impression that, you know what, you only get one opportunity, I'm going to have some fun.
0: Absolutely. Tom, should we go on to you with some uh, management questions for Peter?
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm a bit bit too young to remember your time at Spurs, um, Peter. So I guess when I was kind of around um, 16, 17, 18, you were, you were manager of the under-21 team at England. So that's where I kind of first really got to um, know you know your work, I guess, and I remember thinking that that was a really attractive team to watch, and I think you had a lot of success there in your first time. And then, um, you know I actually can't remember the last time I watched an England under 21 game these days, but I remember watching them, um, quite regularly at the time there on Sky. They're usually the day before the um, the the, the seniors game, if I remember. That's right. it, yeah. Um, what was how how did um, how did that come about? Your, your, your
2: time there, yeah. I think, uh, of course, people will say to you, it's always who you know, uh, if you get on in life, but. Uh, I was lucky enough to play with Glenn um, at Tottenham. So, so we, had a, we had a friendship there. Uh, but where I think I was fortunate is that when I was with, assistant manager with Stevie at, uh, at Watford, uh, Glenn was asked to take the Football League team to Italy and he asked me then to be his assistant. He didn't want to take John Gorman at that time because he needed people to stay at, at Swindon where Glenn was. Uh, and then uh, he asked me whether I'd be his assistant for the game against Italy in Italy. Um, so it, it allowed me to to go and work uh, in, in that game and work with Glenn. But I suppose in the end, it allowed Glenn to see the type of things and the relationship I had with the players. So when Glenn got offered the England job, all of a sudden I get a phone call um, and it was amazing because it's a small world and probably Stevie doesn't know this because I didn't I didn't um, didn't mention it. But we're out in America uh, and we're at, we're in Jack Petchy's villa who very kindly allowed us to go there uh, for a week. Um, and Stevie knew about all that. But, uh, but of course, the the phone call was while we were out there and I didn't know about it because uh, it was just an answer phone message uh, in, from, in England. Uh, and I didn't know about it until I got home. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one of the messages was from Glenn to say, Peter, please give me a call. Uh, I want to talk to you about doing the under-21s. And uh, so I've got to say, Glenn never got back to me for a few days. It was the longest time I thought to myself, hello. What is going on? <laughs> Does he changed his mind? And um, so then, um, uh, you know, because I'm at South End at that particular time, working at the academy. So for me to go and get the under-21 job, uh, would have been a would have been fantastic. And anyway, so in the end, that's what happened. Glenn did get back to me, uh, offered me the under twenty one job because he knew how I would coach the the players and treat the players, uh, and that was it. So that was a tremendous opportunity for me.
3: And and then I remember a couple of years later, maybe we were all, we were all pretty surprised. I think the whole the whole anybody watching the England under twenty one team was probably surprised to see Howard Wilkinson. Um, Take your place. Um, what was the story there?
2: It, yeah, it well, felt, felt wrong, Tom. Tom. It felt wrong, didn't it?
3: It did. I remember thinking it didn't seem right at all at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry,
2: it, was, it was no, no, no worries. Um, it was quite amazing, really, because I can remember um, the. Uh, That's what The FA were based at Lancaster Gate at that time. So Howard's in the office because Howard was the technical director for for England and they brought him in. Um, And all of a sudden he's talking to me. Uh, But little did I know that one of the things that he demanded to go into the post was that he was going to run the under-21s. So all of a sudden he said to me one day at the FA, Peter, you do realise that next year I'm going to be the manager of the under-21s. I went, ah my contract uh, was until 96 to 99, I think it was, or a four-year contract, something like that. And uh, so um, I said, oh, I, fine, I didn't know that, Howard. But to be fair to him, uh, I appreciated him being really honest with me to tell me that. So in the end, uh, because that was the case, um, I said to myself, well, I might as well go because, you know, that was it. And I'll never forget the next game that we played, um, because you know what it's like, the Sky Boys always used to speak to me about the team news. They wanted, you know, they want to know what team, uh, what shape we were going to play. That the, the uh, Rob Hawthorne was the fellow at the time, and uh, and he said to me out of the blue, he said, "Everything all right with you?" I said, "Well, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to be leaving." But they don't want anything said at the minute. But I had a very, very good relationship with him, uh, and there's no way we said anything to anybody. Well. I've got to say on that, that we played Poland at Southampton and won 6-0. We were unbelievable. It was the most amazing performance I've ever seen. And one goal, one of Frank Lampard's goals, was the end of a 26-man pass move. And uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. And um, so it was a lovely experience, honestly. I was very lucky to, to have that opportunity. You're working with the best youngsters that, that want to do well to get into the senior team, so they're, they're not going to mess about. Have were really good, really good, good quality players. So it was a, it was a great experience, but I think Howard's timing that was poor, you know, he shouldn't have done it then we were, we were flying, you know, and um, I don't think he was ever going to repeat it, you know. Yeah. If it's working, don't change it, Pete. Do what, mate?
0: If it's working, don't change it.
2: No, I, honestly, he should have just waited. Uh, and even if he'd have done it at the, end of the season when there's no games or whatever, you know, that, that would have been, that would have been it. But I ne- I'll never forget the next game we had after that was uh, we, we, we were due to play Luxembourg about a month later. Uh, and I drove with my wife to Luxembourg to watch the game. We stayed at night in Luxembourg and we watched, watched Luxembourg play. And I was getting phone calls so much from everybody. And they were saying it was, they were going mad on the, on the radio that, that it was all changed and it was the wrong timing and, uh, and, and it probably was i think I th- i've got a lot of respect for howard steve uh, 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 and tom uh you know he speaks really really well and he's good but i think his timing was was wrong there
3: mm-hmm. yeah i'd say so um and then a couple of years later you uh, speaking of opportunities you um you took charge of england of the senior team for for, for a game which i remember very well um, against Italy. And I think Gattuso scored a, um, a, world, a worldie. Um, yeah. uh, you made, and, and in that game, you were famously the uh, the manager who made David Beckham captain of the national team for the first time. Um, obviously, he was kind of like super high profile at that time already. And he was re- rebuilding his reputation from um, from what happened a couple of years ago in France. Um, was there was there kind of like any surrounding pressure or, or like influence to make him captain in that game? Or was it a case of, um, you know, Nothing to lose. I've got one game in the job, and and you know you thought his character was was was, was right for it. And after the game, he then became Sven's captain permanently. Um, did Sven ask you about, about about? Did he get? Did he ask for your advice on 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 David as well? Um, well,
2: there was certainly no pressure on. Uh, the, the nice thing about that game for me, there was no pressure on who to play, system to play, uh, captain, whatever. You know, when when I was asked to go and look after the team for one game. I actually said to them, is there any, any restrictions here? And Adam Crozier said, no, you do whatever you want to do. So I, I made up my mind that I was going to pick a younger squad. A, because I felt as though some of the young players deserved an opportunity. And B, I've, when I've ever been involved or seen England friendlies, there's a lot of times the senior players don't want to be there anyway because they want a little bit more of a rest and so on. Uh, so I thought it was the right time to do it. Uh, so I made up my mind that it was going to be a, a squad of 30 years maximum and, and younger. Um, main reason i have done that was for David James because I wanted David James to play and he was 30. <coughs> and um, so that was um, that was half one of my reasons for that uh, we named the squad um, in the end uh, we go with David as captain and we named that quite early as well and <clears throat> I, the, the main reason I went with that is when he got sent off against Argentina which really should have been a yellow card maximum anyways no way it should have been a, a red card I'm not saying what David done was was right but, but they got him sent off the, the referee should have used a bit of common sense there and but the way that David reacted the year after where every other, anybody that didn't support Man United would have wanted to uh, have a go at David's. Uh, but the way he handled that, the way he played the following year, but what a lot of people didn't know is that he always wanted to be with England. You know, he, he turned up at every England squad. If it was a friendly, he was there. If it, you know, there was times where he may not have been feeling right. He was always there. Uh, and I know that it was very much appreciated by Everybody by the staff. Um, So for me, he deserved that. The the more I think about it now, I say Gareth Southgate, um, Gary Neville, probably more, probably more captain type than what David would have been. Um, But the only thing I thought was, well, you know, I want to reward him, I suppose, for, for that. Uh, and, and I made up that. And, but nobody said a word to me. Steve McLaren was my assistant at that time. And Steve, to be fair, didn't say yay or nay of of, of, of anything there. So so to me, uh, that was the one that we went for. Uh, and I'm delighted that he ended up to be a very, very good captain. Steve Perriman was a very good captain. I captained Crystal Palace. I was a hopeless captain because I wanted to do everybody's job, you know, and, and it affected my performance. So when David Beckham got manager, got captain of, of England, I was a little bit concerned that it might affect his performance. But if you see all the games after that, you go to the Greece at uh, Old Trafford, where he scores the, the free kick, it didn't affect his performance at all. And Absolutely. I know for a fact he'd have been working at being a very good captain as well. So it's it's they always, always say in football, if you get seven out of ten decisions right, you, you'll have a chance of getting some work. And I think that David Beckham was a decision that ended up
0: right. Peter, can I ask you about, I've been asked on on the message to ask you about Leicester City when you managed there.
2: Yeah.
0: I do know <coughs> that you signed the Italian. Robert, Roberto, Roberto Mancini. Mancini. You?
1: Yeah.
0: And... Look what he's done since.
2: Well, it it was quite funny, (laughs) Steve, that because because the Euro because the Euro final was 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 ourselves against Italy. Of course, there's Mancini managing Italy and and Gareth Southgate managing England, and they both they both played. uh, So, so I had them both as a player, one of them. Absolutely. um, So, Mancini, uh, lovely, lovely man. You know, you, you you personally will get on with him brilliantly. He's a lovely man. Very serious. Um, I had a slight problem at Leicester City uh, because um, Stan Collingwood was going to be my my centre forward. I signed Adiyakimbi to to be uh, along to play alongside him. Different types. I thought they both would have done well, but I had a problem with Stan. Stan, it didn't seem as if he was going to follow through with all the ability that he's got. So I had to get another type of forward. I needed a clever forward. And at that time, it was very difficult. We couldn't find the right ones in England and we didn't have a lot of money to spend at that time. It was a very different Leicester City then to what, what it is uh, now. Uh, and then Sven-Goran Eriksson said to me, Mancini, you know, he's, uh, he's retired, but he's still very fit uh, and he's still very serious. He said it'd be worth asking him. So I said, "Yeah, I think it will be worth asking him." So he asked him, and he come back to me to say he would he would seriously consider coming over to play. Anyway, so we eventually get him over to play. Um, he was at least a month away from being match fit, if not a bit more. Um, fantastic professional, great ability, uh, but but the Premiership was was tough, you know, and uh, so. In the end, it probably didn't work out as well as we would have liked it. Uh, Roberto came to see me one day after about, I think it was after about two months or whatever. um, I can't remember the actual dates, uh, but saying that he wanted to go home. And uh, so in the end, uh, we shook hands and uh, and he went home. I, I think he was missing his family and everything else. And because he was such a serious fella, he probably knew that he was not at the pace. And uh, so it was difficult. There was times I, I couldn't play him. There was times he couldn't play 90 minutes. Um, so it didn't, it was one of those decisions that didn't work out, but I'm so pleased I've had the pleasure of meeting the man. And, um, you know, what, a, what, what an ability. The, ap- the players absolutely loved him, Steve. And, Did they? Um, You can imagine, you can imagine um, we used to, I don't think we've done this at Watford. I'm not sure. Uh, but if anybody was late, rather than find them, We used to get him in the goal and the players used to volley. So they'd have to turn around um, and look the other way. And the players would volley from the edge of the box. And if they hit him, that hurts. And uh, that's the punishment for being late or or doing something wrong. So that morning when Roberto said to me that he wanted to leave, he wanted to go home, I said to him, Roberto, you do realise now that you're late and you're going to have to go in that goal. So uh, he said, of course, of course, coach. And uh, so he goes to win the goal the players wouldn't shoot. They wouldn't shoot. They had wow. that much respect for him. They wouldn't do it because there's no way uh, they wanted it. And especially, they didn't even know the reason why it was late at that particular time. Uh, so I, I think now they'll be pleased if they didn't. Sure. But they loved it.
0: Peter, um, thank you very much for your time and your, um, your knowledge uh, that you've passed on to us. This is obviously a Tottenham-biased podcast yeah um, you deserve to be on this podcast in your own right of course you do you played for the for the mighty Spurs um, but along the way you've played with and were, uh, were managed by myself and Glenn Hoddle uh, you played for Terry Venables and Keith Birkinshaw. so I would say that you've got a handle on Tottenham Hotspur sort of history from joining to a lot later than that you know your 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 experience spans a couple of sort of generations there so peter it's been great listening to you um thank you howard and tom for your for so your just, input you come uh, in there
1: next steve yes please just it's the jewish new year tonight ah I'm wishing shana to all our jewish fans
0: did you say Shanna Tavar? I did. Well, I'm back in that as well. Good. Um, I've just got a few messages to give. Um, Paul and Gabby have had a new daughter. Um, Paul and Gabby helped me and Kim go out to New Zealand. If you see my shirt,
1: mm-hmm.
2: got
0: it? It's the Kiwi Spurs shirt. I had to go all the way to bloody New Zealand to get a Spurs shirt. So if anyone out there wants to donate to one from I, I know Steve at Dartford. You know him, Peter. Steve Patton yeah. is gonna uh, he's gonna get me a couple. But so well done to Paul and Gabby for your new daughter. Uh well done to Harriet and Mark. Wedding I I uh, attended on Saturday. Um, you would know Charles Newman, Peter. Yeah, so Harriet is Charles' daughter. It was a lovely event. Um, Dean Holdsworth tapped me on the shoulder when we were waiting outside the church so hello to him, well done and I'm just going to let you know why the weather has been so good today, do you know why? Cool. because the kids started back to school <laughs> always, every year I'm telling you, yeah, every year so listeners, thank you very much for tuning in, been great to speak to Peter, lovely to have Howard back and uh, happy new year to our Spurs Jewish supporters. And uh, Tom, well done you for your work in the um, in the tower there. And um, I think the next game, guess what, Peter, is Crystal Palace. Yeah. So hopefully you got your Spurs hat on and your Spurs scarf when you're watching it. I
2: will. But don't don't, worry don't, about don't that.
0: answer. Don't answer that, Pete. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to give the other side the ump. You know. But anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Come on, you Spurs.